1: For Jeff Cats News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Lots of stuff we are dealing with. I'll tell you what, a lot of people around our community getting ready for this evening. National Night Out. Oh, very exciting time. Uh, it, it's, it's a great time, I, I think, wherever you happen to be, because every one of the communities in Central Virginia really does an absolutely stellar, stellar job with National Night Out. Uh, Chesterfield County, every single year it seems wins a big award. My buddy uh, Corporal Craig Eckrich down there in Chesterfield really uh, just takes the the lead on that and does a great job for the uh, Chesterfield County Police Department. The Henrico County Police Division does an incredible job. Up here in my neck of the woods, the Hanover County Sheriff's Office. Oh, just super serves our community. I, I don't think there's a better agency anywhere. And, uh, in fact, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing a number of folks this evening. For many people, National Night Out is a great time to get out and just hang out with friends and neighbors and maybe enjoy a little uh, camaraderie, a little conversation, uh, generally speaking. Uh, there's some decent food, a little entertainment as well. Uh, We'll actually chat with uh, Sergeant Steve Wills from the Hanover County Sheriff's Office just about 30 minutes from now. And we'll talk about some of the planned activities here in Hanover County. Uh, Reva Trammell, member of the Richmond City Council, represents the uh, Southside 8th District. She's going to be with us at 535. The folks in the city of Richmond, voters in the city of Richmond, are about to get the proverbial second bite of the apple. Now, the last time they voted on this entire issue of casinos, they said no. And Riva Trammell and some other folks said, well, listen, I think a lot of people didn't quite understand the question. The ballot itself was put together in a in a really bizarre sort of a way. We'd like to have a second chance. Now, uh, you'll recall that there was some real opposition inside the Virginia State Senate, uh, most uh blatantly, most openly, by uh, Joe Morrissey, state senator, for a period of time anyway, still remaining, uh, representing Petersburg now, because Petersburg wanted the casino, and that didn't quite work out. So, we'll listen, we're, we're going to chat with uh, Reval. We'll do that at 535 Reva Trammell, dropping by to, uh, to give us a little information on all of that. Had a fantastic lunch today over at uh, Jake's Place, 511 Thompson Street, in... The center of the universe, yep, in Ashland, about a mile or so down from the train tracks. I had a wonderful di- lunch, rather, and then brought a whole mess of stuff home for dinner for the gang, which is what I suggest you do, super easy to do that. And I, I would do it now while you've got the chance. Now, why am I saying that? Because I was having lunch with uh, with Jeremy, who is the new executive producer of this here little show. And doing a wonderful job, by the way. Let the uh, record uh, reflect that, Your Honor, that uh, Jeremy's doing an excellent, excellent job as my producer. But I was pointing out to him the uh, difficulties, the challenges that uh, Jake had in his place. Well, there's no Jake anymore. It's John and Wendy Yeoman, but you know what I'm saying. So John and Wendy Yeoman had some some challenges during COVID. And I, I showed Jeremy up on the ceilings these brackets, that uh, there, there were rods hanging in. Do you remember this during COVID? People were putting up shower curtains in between tables because uh, Ralph Northam, Governor Goober, decided that uh, it was just the smartest uh, sort of a virus ever, and it knew if you were out late at night and all that stuff, and they had a tough time. In fact, now that I think about it, I, I would dare say just about every business owner had a tough time during COVID. Any, any local business owners that didn't have a tough time? Now, the big guys didn't have any difficulty at all. I know that. Right? Walmart, Target, Kohl's, these sorts of stores did just fine. There were no restrictions, as you recall. You can do anything you want. But somehow, someway, the Democrats decided that coronavirus, COVID-19, could be caught by someone in aisle two of a small locally owned store but could not be caught in aisle 19 of a national chain store and restaurants local restaurants were especially hard-hit now why should I mention COVID now well because MSNBC is now saying it's time for you to start wearing a mask again. Wow. Wow. Now, why on earth would anyone be wearing a mask? Particularly since we were following the science and the science showed us that they didn't do a damn thing to protect anybody. That's what I'd like to know. Are we. Oh, wait a minute. Are we getting close to an election? Do you think it could have anything to do with the fact that current polls show former President Donald Trump beating current Oval Office occupant Joe Biden? Do you think that's what it could be? Huh. I wonder. I wonder. Do you think it's election related i mean I, I that that would be such a terrible thing right because you and i both know that all of these restrictions that we saw during COVID, all of these these rule changes i mean they they were all about science and medicine and 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 helping protect people who needed to be protected it it wasn't in any way about politics No, no, it wasn't about uh, Democrats being able to go out and harvest votes. It wasn't about Democrats being able to set up these ridiculous drop boxes located anywhere with no security. Where people could just drop, I don't know, one or a thousand ballots in there. No, 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 no. no. And uh, the mayor of uh, Richmond, Lavar Stoney, who, as we all know, is actually running for governor. Just last week, he was talking about the closure of a couple of early voting locations and how, of course, it's a terrible, nasty, evil plot being perpetrated by Republicans. Did anybody call him out on it? Well, I did, yes. No, but I mean, any, anybody in the, uh, the legacy news media ranks? I certainly didn't hear anybody, in fact what I heard was was more propping up you know more water carrying more uh, you know, more bum kissing masks huh I had completely forgotten about those rubber gloves were were the the rage for a while as well remember that people were getting rubber gloves what else did we get I wonder I wonder do you think, I mean, I'm just going to spitball this. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying anything. But do you think that they are beginning now to lay the groundwork for a massive call for some sort of restrictions as we get closer to election time? Could there be another call for expanded mm, i don't know again i'm just going to spitball here uh vote by mail is that a possibility uh, a little bit later today we'll listen to some of the audio from msnbc no it's too early look i just had lunch and even i have to take a break you know i've got to uh, digest a little bit i had uh, half a jeff cat sandwich and I love the Jeff Cat sandwiches. You know, I mean, what's not to love? It's a little bit like me. What's not to love? Giant pile of smoked beef brisket, just like me covered with wendy's homemade pimento cheese exactly just like me and uh, onion straws uh you can get it with barbecue sauce you can get it with extra pimento cheese is what i what, what i always do and then that's served on two toasted pieces of jalapeno cornbread anyway so i i had a half uh, a sandwich of that and i was set i got news for you uh it, it is so filling and it's just jammed with all the good stuff so i gotta take i i've got to digest a little bit i I watched MSNBC early this morning, it's okay. I did it so that you didn't have to, but I, I even I can't listen to it this early in the program after a big lunch. So eh, we'll reconvene uh, on that front, probably around 4.05. I'll let you hear the, uh, uh, the lunatics over there at MSNBC as they are angling to uh, get people uh, masked up again. Which leads me to think that there's uh, something more nefarious at foot. Did you know that when you do the math, ABC, CBS, NBC, there have been zero actual section, seconds, zero actual seconds, on the Joe Biden Burisma bribery coverage. Not No coverage of that, really. And 527 minutes... On the Donald Trump possible indictments, let that sink in, and then then tell me how fair and unbiased the vast majority of these uh, pathetic legacy news media hacks are. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I should also remind you here: I'm I'm, I'm mentioning Lavar Stoney in his race for governor. Don't forget. Don't forget. Abigail Spamberger, gigantic, fraud, phony, hypocrite. She don't give a damn about your daughters or the safety of your daughters in locker rooms or bathrooms. I mean, just bear that in mind. Honest to God, she's on the record of saying that. And she won't support your daughters competing against other girls. She's on the record on that as well. She's terrible, terrible, terrible member of Congress. But anyway, she's running for governor. What about Eileen Fillercorn? Isn't Fillercorn looking for a job, too? God forbid any of these people would go and seek employment in the dreaded private sector, where they'd have to go and show up and do work and be held accountable. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Yep, Spamberger, Fillercorn, Stoney, any other of the assorted... Uh, Leftists that are going to jump in the pool for this. I mean, it's a pretty good gig, lots of uh, indoor work, not a lot of heavy lifting. 3:15 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 323 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. I'm reading a little bit more about the uh, Commonwealth's attorney race out in Goochland County. And that uh, Mike Caudell, who is uh, described as a functioning Democrat, let me tell you, the uh, Goochland County Republican Party, making very, 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 very clear uh, that uh, Caudell is not their guy. And, you know, he's had this uh, terrible situation with the deputy sheriffs, with all of the, uh, the sheriff's office out there in Goochland. Uh, I- I'm going to dive into it more, as you know, and I've invited uh, both... Uh, Caudell and uh, John Lumpkin's back on the program in the not-too-distant future as we get closer to this race. But, man, I I don't know. I'd like to think that uh, people are looking for somebody who stands with law enforcement. You know what I mean? If you're going to be the Commonwealth's attorney, you ought to be standing with the uh, rule of law. Otherwise, you wind up uh, like the deal down in Chesterfield. That's that's not anything anybody wants. I don't think you want that in Goochland. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that in the not too distant future. We are going to talk about National Night Out. We will do that at three thirty-five tomorrow morning. First thing, my buddy John Reed will be here. Make sure you're listening to him right at six three twenty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Thirty-five, Jeff Cat, News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to remind you all sorts of great national night out events that will happen. Uh, This evening, our local one in my neighborhood kicks off at uh, 6 o'clock. We've got one gentleman in the neighborhood, and I don't mean to embarrass him, but his name is Brent. And Brent takes the point on this man. He is all about it. He's got some great information. We gather in our little uh, neighborhood clubhouse, and, and you see people that, frankly, you haven't seen in a while. You know, you sometimes run into people in the neighborhood pool or there's some event, but sometimes you you just don't see them for a while, for whatever the reason is. But it does seem like everybody in our community turns out for National Night Out. So so Heidi and I are actually looking forward to uh, seeing some, uh, some friends and neighbors that uh, we haven't seen in a while and um, seeing some that we have seen uh, in the recent past. Your community, I can almost guarantee you, is going to have other similar events. Chesterfield and Henrico do great, great work. I know my buddies out there in Goochland, uh, Steve Creasy and Ryan Lebo and, and, and the whole gang out there, uh, they do great work in Goochland. Now, Close to home, Hanover County Sheriff's Office. My money, the best law enforcement agency I've seen. Colonel David Hines has assembled an amazing team. Sergeant Steve Wills happens to be on that team. He's joining us for a couple of moments. Uh, Sarge, welcome.
2: It's a pleasure for me to be able to meet you finally.
1: Yeah, well, the uh, the pleasure is mine. Uh, congratulations on uh, picking up the PIO post. You're excited about that, I'm
2: sure. I am. Thank you very much. It's, a, uh, it's definitely been a unique transition, but I'm adapting well.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. I'm uh, I'm I'm thrilled to see somebody in that slot that uh, that cares as much as you do. Not uh, not diminishing James Cooper. I think he did a great job, but I think you're gonna oh do- no,
2: he did fantastic.
1: <laughs> you're going to do great work as well. So listen, I want you to uh, to give everybody sort of the lay of the land with National Night Out. Maybe a little historical perspective, and and what have we got planned for uh, right here in Hanover?
2: Sure. Well, uh, historically today or this year is a big year for National Night Out and not just here in Hanover, but nationwide. Uh, This is the 40th annual uh, National Night Out event um, here in Hanover as well. And this was something that was created back in the 80s by the National Association of Town Watch. Um, And it was generated as a unique yet beautiful opportunity for law enforcement and first responders to come together with their communities um, and, and try to strengthen that bond, which we believe helps uh, keep crime rates lower and deter criminal activity in their neighborhoods. Um, so, and if you have ever talked to Colonel Hines, I know you've heard him say, strong partnerships create safe communities, and that is that is something we truly embody in Hanover. We truly believe that it helps, and that's one of the reasons we feel like Hanover is such a safe community to live in. Um, This year, or National Night Out as a whole, uh, one of the unique things about the program is if you look at Hanover and all of the programs we have to offer here, uh, they basically fall in one of three categories, and that being Neighborhood Watch, Business Watch, and our Worship Watch, and this encompasses all three of those, which is uh, really fantastic for us. Over over all of those is ultimately our S.H.I.E.L.D. program. Um, you know, which a lot of people in the Hanover community are very familiar with. Um, Last year, just to brag on ourselves a little bit, because we put a lot of pride and a lot of effort into National Night Out every year. Last year, uh, there were over 38 million people uh, that participated in National Night Out activities across the nation. Uh, But here locally, Hanover was ranked first in the state, and we're very proud of that. Um, And we came in third nationally uh, across the entire country. Um, and this is something that is voted on by the National Association of Town Watch. Um, and we're compared to other communities of similar populations. So we're, we're trying to up it every year. I think we want to take that number one spot overall across the country. That's what our goal is. And so every year we come back trying to figure out how to make it bigger and better. Wow. Um, well,
1: I'll tell you what, Sarge. I, number one, I'm not surprised. I, I, I know the commitment. That, uh, that Colonel Hines has put into this, that the entire team at the Hanover County Sheriff's Office has put into this. Uh, give us an idea some of the things that might happen and, and the interaction. You talk about it being an opportunity for uh, law enforcement first responders to get out and kind of mingle with the, uh, the, the, with the community, with, with, with neighbors that, uh, that they're serving.
2: Yeah, well, so this year was a little bit different for us. We tried something new. Generally, we had the kickoff uh, starting at 10 a.m. on the first Tuesday every August, uh, but we tried it different this year. So we've already had the kickoff. We hosted that on Saturday. Um, so a huge shout-out to Greentop. Uh, they hosted the event for us. Uh, we had a lot of our community partners out there, so I definitely want to make sure they all uh, feel the love and feel appreciated by us because we really do appreciate them coming out. Uh, but as far as tonight, some of the things that you can expect from us, uh, we do have several things going on. We have two parades that we are hosting this evening. Um, our activities, generally most of the uh, the different communities across the county, there's approximately 50 or so that are going to be hosting events this evening. Most of them start between 5 and 6.30 and wrap up around 8 or 8.30. There are a few that will be extended beyond uh, 8.30 to about 9 o'clock. But starting with the parades, they begin at 5 o'clock. We have one in the east end of the county, and then we have one in more of the central portion of the county. Um, As far as the eastern portion of the county, that parade, we actually have a uh, Starsky & Hutch uh, vehicle that's going to be there, the 1976 Grand Torino, which uh, I'm sure some people will be familiar with, maybe not the younger crowd. Um, So we're looking forward to that. Um, That's going to encompass a lot of the neighborhoods along Shady Grove Road, Meadow Bridge, Atley Road. It'll go right through the heart of Old Mechanicsville down Cold Harbor Road and ultimately end up over at the Richmond East Moose Lodge on Flag Lane.
3: Um,
2: and the Central Parade is going to be over near the Atley Station Corridor, Sliding Hill Road, and then finally uh, down New Ashcake Road area, encompassing all of those communities there. Um, throughout the county, across these different community events, we're going to have our crime prevention folks out there in full force handing out information on ways to reduce crime in the communities uh, mcgruff the crime dog will be attending several events uh, we'll, there'll be plenty of photo ops uh, with the kids there uh, we'll have several of our special teams out tonight providing demonstrations uh, and insight into what they do um, our bike team our dive team we have a forensic dive team which is usually a big hit uh, in the communities with pools our K nine team our drone team, I'll actually be out representing them tonight, getting some drone shots and pictures of the parade and some of the areas that we'll be in uh, across the community. Oh, my gosh.
1: I love this. I, I really do. I mean, I, I mentioned that uh, in our community, we always have a, a great turnout, uh, it's neighbors getting together. With neighbors, and we always look forward to the uh, to the visit from the uh, the sheriff's office. The kids absolutely love uh, when McGruff drops by, and you know there's um, there's a great deal of fun, and there's some uh, some decent food as well. So I mean, all in all, it's a it's a pretty nice evening.
2: Oh, absolutely, and I mean, we're taken care of in Hanover. Our community always comes out to support us, and this is a way for us to try to even strengthen that even further and give back to them a little bit but these are private communities that are hosting these events for us we are guests without a doubt and this is always a good reminder for us to you know remind ourselves of how fortunate we are uh to have the communities that we have um and something else you know i, I want to go back and touch on green top this past saturday um we had given the heat and the conditions on Saturday and how hot it was, we still gave away 600 hot dogs and think that there's probably somewhere in the ballpark of about 800 people that came out and just to express their appreciation for us and, and endure the temperatures that we had on Saturday.
1: Wow, I love it. Well, it, it does speak volumes about the Hanover County Sheriff's Office as a very, very proud Hanoverian. Uh, we love the, uh, the Sheriff's Office, part of the reason that uh, Heidi and I made the decision to come ha- to uh, Hanover County is uh, because of the sheriff's office. So, Steve, I would ask you to take our best wishes back to everybody on the team and uh, look forward to seeing some some great representatives from the Hanover County Sheriff's Office in our neighborhood this evening and, 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 and let everybody know we, we we care about each and every one of you. You guys and gals are, are truly in our thoughts and our prayers every single day. We, we've got your back.
2: Well thank you Jeff, I certainly appreciate it and we are, we're very well aware you make it known and we appreciate your support.
1: Thank you, sir. That is Sergeant Steve Wills from the Hanover County Sheriff's Office. Yes, I'm bragging on my own county, but why not? I love Hanover County, and uh, I really do love the, uh, the Hanover County Sheriff's Office. What they have done through the years is amazing. Uh, your community has got something this evening for National Night Out as well. You absolutely do. Chesterfield County does a great, great job. Again, I give credit to them. Corporal Craig Eckridge, who is a longtime buddy uh, of mine. I mean, we've known each other since we were sitting around eating moon pies. And stuff, but he heads up National Night Out down there, does a great job. Henrico does a great job. There's just great National Night Out activities throughout the community, and I think that it speaks volumes about Central Virginia. I really, really do. 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 350, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Tuesday. All right, fine. So I'm a little excited about Tuesday. What am I going to I'm still excited on Tuesday. Uh, no, I'm not ready for the MSNBC just yet. I can't do it. I need a few more minutes. Uh, right at 4.05 we'll uh, we'll tackle this uh, MSNBC nonsense where where they apparently are starting to beat the drums. Oh, we got to bring back masks, face masks. Now, of course, there are some wackadoodles who never gave up on the masks, and you've seen them. People walking around by themselves outside wearing a face mask. In the past, you would have called the uh, local constabulary and said, hey, I think there's a crazy person walking around out here. Uh, But, uh, you know, now it's just, what, a little virtue signaling, I suppose. Uh, You see people in their cars all alone, still some of them wearing face masks. And then you got people who wear these things as some sort of... um, uh, sort of like an accessory. You know how your your wife or your girlfriend, hopefully not both, but, you, you know, somebody, with, oh, I, I, I've got to get the, the purse that goes with this, and you're accessorizing. Guys, for the most part, we don't accessorize. I wouldn't mind accessorizing. I think I'd be pretty good at accessorizing, now that I think about it. I mean, because i got different, like, uh, briefcases. I've had them over the years, and I thought, I, you know, I've got the brown leather uh, thing. And it's like, Heidi will remind me, you know, you, you, you actually walk out the front door and walk, what, 30 feet? The only thing that is going to keep you from getting to work is if there's a, a puppy broken down on the uh, driveway, and that doesn't normally happen. So it's not like the old days. But I used to, know seriously, I think I used to accessorize. I don't know if I was as devoted to it as, as some. But anyway, you you know what I mean by accessorize, right? You have to have the proper purse or the proper scarf or the proper this or the proper that. That's how some people are still wearing these stupid face masks. It's just, it, it's surprising to me. Because you look at them, you go, you know you're not even wearing it properly, right? You know that's not the right way to wear. You know that you're doing nothing. You are doing exactly zero. And then I, don't know, I just move on. I can't be bothered anymore. Because in the past, we would just ignore the crazy people. And now it seems as if uh, I don't know, we pay more attention to crazy people. But MSNBC is pushing that. And what it says to me, of course, is that there's an election coming up. That's what it's really all about. And you hear the incessant drumbeat, all of the left-wing uh, news readers, all about Trump, all about Trump, all about Trump. Now you have Joe Biden plays the part of the president in this, the uh, the latest season of The West Wing, sort of the uh, third term of Barack Obama. So you have Joe Biden, the big guy, and you have his moron son, truly his dumbest son, Fredo Biden, Biden, a. Uh, a a crackhead criminal but for some reason the uh the legacy news media hacks can't be bothered with that what five million dollars from them and five million dollars from them oh yeah we'll get on that but first let's just whip up a fervor relative to donald trump at this point and i don't know how to break it to them The more that these real reporters and serious journalists beat up on Donald Trump the stronger they make Donald Trump you've got a whole sort of contingent of Americans who would not ordinarily support Donald Trump who are now finding themselves supporting Donald Trump because he's continually abused by the media ranks. Now, I get it. Newsrooms for for the last uh, couple of generations have been uh, populated by uber-leftists. I get it. I understand that. That's what these so-called J-schools turn out now. But all of that being said, you would think somebody somewhere on their side in the operations division would say, hey, I know that our mission is to hurt Donald Trump and make it easier for our guy to be reelected but it's not working maybe we need to find a, a different tact but it doesn't seem to be happening does it no does a watch count as accessorizing that's a good question Yes, I'm going to go with yes. So I guess there are some male versions of accessories. Uh, would rings count? Right, if you've got a you got a wedding band, and I don't know something on your right hand, class ring or a championship ring. I suppose that would be it. Uh, bracelets. Well, look, I make no apologies, as you know. I've got these beautiful bracelets I wear every single day for my pal Emily Morrissey, who's just. Uh, uh, an absolute uh, sweetheart. She is, I think, like 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 ten of the best people in Central Virginia. So I, I don't actually wear an Emily's bracelet bracelet every day. I just wear it on a, on those days that ended why. But uh, yeah, I guess that's an accessory because I, I I think about the color. Like I'll always have my thin blue line bracelet on, but sometimes if it's a Friday, I'll wear the red bracelet. R E D. Remember everyone deployed and. Uh, sometimes I'm wearing my friendship circle bracelet, which is uh really the Julia Katz bracelet, so yeah, all right I'm going to count that as as uh, accessorizing If you come with us to Paris, France, uh, I got news for you. We may all get lessons on accessorizing so if you've not been or not been recently, this is going to be a great adventure april twenty twenty four I would call now because this thing is selling out eight hundred three eight three thirty one thirty one that's the number for cruise and Tour. I told you that uh, I would only work with a company that I really, really, really believed in and trusted. I gave them this this mission that seemed virtually impossible, and they've pulled it off—a ten day luxury trip to uh, France uh, and the 80th anniversary of D-Day. So it's it's going to be one heck of a trip. 800-383-3131. trip.com Coming up tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. You know that the way that this works, right? Get there right at 6 a.m. because then you've got Gary Hess, who is a legitimate, talented news guy right off the bat. Get you the information you need and then it flows seamlessly into my friend John Reed's show. If I'm you... Uh, you'll see me at 6 a.m tomorrow morning. it is three fifty seven Jeff Katz news radio WRPA. 404 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Hey, isn't that Holdsworth character the same guy who on primary election day uh, was telling us all how Buddy Fowler was gonna be in the fight of his political life? Buddy Fowler was probably gonna be knocked off. It was gonna be it was just awful, awful, awful. That was him, right? Didn't I hear that like, I don't know, 80,000 times that day? I'm pretty sure that was... I'll have to go back and uh, check that. I'm pretty sure that's who that was, that Holtzworth character. And, uh, well, as you know, Buddy Fowler wound up winning by, what, 30 percentage points? I mean, it was ridiculous. This is why I don't give any of these uh, forecasters any credibility whatsoever. They've been wrong so many times. It's like being a weatherman. No offense to my buddy Matt Tenardo, who actually is a really good weatherman. Uh, but I'm really, I, I mean, at some point, it's, it's either going to be sunny or it's not going to be sunny. Yeah, maybe Central Virginia is a little more of a challenge. All right, I'll give you that one. No, 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 I'm going to give you that one. I'll give you that one. Uh, and I know uh, the guys at uh, 8 News actually do a really, really good job, and everybody's got their Doppler and their Dupler and their Boppler and all the rest of it. The- everybody's doing hard work, I know. Well, let's say you're the weatherman in San Diego, right? You know what the weather is in La Jolla just about every day? Like 363 days out of 365, sunny and 72 degrees, which is why La Jolla is like the perfect place. 72 and sunny every single day. It's like the world of the disc jockeys. You know, for these people, every day is sunny and 72 degrees. Which is why I find it so offensive when, when, when people uh, refer to me or, or to someone else in the talk radio arena as a, as a DJ or a disc jockey. God, sorry, it's not sunny and 72 degrees here. It's the real world here. It's dealing with actual issues here. It's not like, hey, here's a happy song and it's sunny and the weather is nice. And we all love each other, and now we're going to sit down and sing Kumbaya. Doesn't work that way. But I digress. So, where was I? I don't know. I've been uh, momentarily distracted. It must have been something shiny that I was looking at. Oh, Fort Belvoir. Fort Belvoir, as it's really pronounced, has announced it is renaming uh, Lee Road. Oh, it's already renamed. Lee Road, Fort Belvoir has uh, had the Lee Road renamed. That used to be one of the streets there. The name is now E O Nine Nine Eight One Road. Oh, you think I'm joking? I'm not. Co- I'm not joking. And maybe somebody at uh, Fort Belvoir can uh, can actually send us a photo because we've got listeners there. They they took down Lee Road. The name Lee, because you know it was named for uh, Robert E. Lee. And it's now EO 9981 Road. It is uh, allegedly to recognize the 75th anniversary of Executive Order 9981, which integrated the armed forces. Wow. Well, that's a good use of uh, taxpayer money right there, I'll tell you that. No, it really is. I, I mean, I don't know how many signs they have, but that's that's a world of difference. That's, that's the biggie right there. You know what's weird? I, I don't have any problem with people saying, hey, uh, this particular person is offensive and maybe we shouldn't name things for him or for her. But what I would ask you to do, what I would always ask you to do is is look at things through the perspective of the relevant time. And when you're talking about Robert E. Lee, God, if you are dissing Robert E. Lee, I'm here to tell you, you really don't know anything about Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee was somebody who spent his entire life after the war trying to repair what was then the United States of America now I I mentioned that it was the United States of America because prior to the war it would have been plural these United States of America It's a very different way of looking at things and, and this time frame of the North American continent between 1861 and 1865 is absolutely worthy of investigation and analysis and discussion, maybe even argument. But to allow the American version of the Taliban to just tear down things that they don't like because they don't like them is outrageous. You don't want monuments on Monument Avenue? Okay. Could I ask you to have a conversation about it? Because here's what happened. At least in my experience, and now that I think about it, everybody's experience that I've ever spoken with. You would have folks come to visit you from out of town. Where was the first place you would take them? Take them to Monument Avenue. And you would drive up and down Monument Avenue, and you would invariably hear a joke and then you would have to act like you had never heard that joke before. <laughs> you got a you got a whole street devoted to the second place trophies, huh? <laughs> oh, that's so my man. I just God, I don't know why nobody's come up with that joke since well forever. But okay, yes, yes. And then you would have a conversation. Hey, who's that guy? Hey, wasn't the other guy facing in the other direction? Well, who's that guy? Well, what about that guy? And you remember what I said all along. I said let's have a a living museum get a get an app for everyone's phone that you could download right the Monument Avenue tourist app have a low-powered radio station and if you're driving or walking along Monument Avenue you listen to your app or you listen to that low-powered radio station and it tells you the story of each and every one of those folks Every one of those statues, and why is it why is it pointing that direction? Why was that person chosen? Who was that person? What did they do? What was their role? What was their uh, position? Have some education. Have some interaction. Learn something. Discuss something. I think that would have been tremendously valuable, and I called for that uh, since day one, first day that I got here. What am I now? Um, 10 years into uh, our little uh, radio experiment here yeah yeah more than 10 years all right and, and and everybody seemed to think that was a great idea when i mentioned it to him and then it went nowhere thought, okay and then when it became politically expedient for the mayor to simply tear those statues down that's what he did why because it was politically expedient and if you don't actually have a record of accomplishment, then you look for political expediency. And make no mistake, Lavar Stoney does not have a record of accomplishment. So political expediency became his avenue of choice. Now we don't have the statues. Now out in uh, Charlottesville, what are they doing with the Lee statue? They're going to melt it down, right? Melt the whole thing down. Why? Because they can. Because these are folks who have decided... Instead of having a conversation, and instead of actually discussing who Robert E. Lee was, it is much better to adopt this style over substance position and just destroy the statue. I said this a while ago. It won't be long until it's no longer Washington and Lee University. Lee will be the first to fall. They're already doing that actively. Even poor Traveler has been kicked to the curb. But after they get rid of Lee's name on Washington and Lee, make no mistake, you can mark my words, Washington will be next. Because this was never about Confederate statues. This is simply about rewriting a history. This is about uh, crafting a new narrative, telling a new tale. And Washington will absolutely be erased, eradicated from Washington and Lee University. You know, out in Washington State, uh, the city of Seattle sits in King County. A few years back, they decided that they would rename King County as King County. But they swapped out King. They decided they didn't like the person it was named after, whose last name was King. So they adopted, well, Martin Luther King, and they renamed King County King County as opposed to King County, uh, in honor, in memory of, and tribute to, Martin Luther King. Now, I'm perfectly okay with naming damn near anything you want after Dr. Martin Luther King. But don't you think that there'd be some head scratching going on when you say, so wait a minute, so we're renaming King County, King County? Yeah, yeah, but it's a totally different King. You think anybody's going to notice? Mm, no. Well, why are we doing it? How much money is it going to cost? What does it accomplish? Nobody had the answers to that, so they just renamed King County. King County. King County, Washington. Seattle's still there, still governed by Uber left-wingers who can't control crime, won't control crime. Retailers are leaving Seattle at a record pace because it's just too dangerous to do uh, business there. But hey, at least they renamed King County as King County. That that did a lot, didn't it? Four fifteen, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four twenty four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Coming up at uh, four thirty five, my buddy Craig Peterson. We uh, chat with Craig each and every week. We talk a little bit about. Uh, interwebular uh, stuff and how to stay safe online and the newest technology i i just i have a good time talking about it i really really do i know what you're thinking jeff you haven't shared the uh msnbc stuff well i've tried to keep it from you as long as possible i don't feel compelled to subject you to it but i have to cut number
5: two if you've noticed more of your friends neighbors loved ones are or- testing positive for COVID, you're not alone. According to the CDC, COVID-19 hospitalizations are up 12% from last week. And while we're nowhere near any previous levels, it's still raising concerns. Joining us now with more is Dr. Kavita Patel, who served as a White House policy director in the Obama administration. She is an MSNBC medical contributor. Dr. Patel, it's always great seeing you. So I, I, I think we've kind of all been noticing that, right? There's someone you know, or people are, you know, think they have a cold and it ends up being COVID. What's going on? What are you seeing?
4: Well, we're seeing the same thing, Jose, in clinic. We're, we are, as you said, hospitalizations going up. Let me just start with some good news. We are not seeing anywhere near the dramatic rises that we saw in previous summers or previous years. That's good news. That's because a large part of the population, Jose, has already either been infected and vaccinated or both several times. So what I think people need to know is that I would just keep people on alert that when you're in those crowded spaces, think about the costs and the colds, and sometimes many people don't even have any Symptoms, a mask can be your best friend. Keep it private back in time. We've had them in our pockets, in our coats, in our backpacks. Time to bring them out again, especially as the school season starts. We don't want to see kids missing school for things that we could have prevented.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, uh, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, folks, but leave me the hell alone. Honest to God, I'm done. I'm done with COVID theater. I'm done with the masks. I'm done with the, oh, stay home from work on Thursday, but you can work on Mondays and don't go to the rest. Seriously, leave me alone. Let me live my life, and we will all be that much better. (sighs) I feel better. 426 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA.
2: Come on, man.
1: Thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. You know, it's a shame that our not ready for primetime vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, didn't go to Florida and actually learn something. I mean, she, she she's engaged, of course, in the politicking and the lying, just flat out lying. About the standards in Florida. What this is all about, just FYI, there are 191 standards uh, for middle school students. And uh, one of the folks who actually wrote that, uh, Dr. Allen, an amazing guy, I have some video posted from him, which you can check out right now if you want to go over to The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Uh, he happens to be descended from slaves, and he just dismantles point by point the lies. Of Kamala Harris, and so it's it's bizarre when you hear like that Andy Field character from ABC News, who I think is one of the worst of the worst, absolutely abysmal in his coverage. Uh, but you know is what it is but 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 go and take a look at that read it watch it listen to it you'll actually learn something it's more than Kamala Harris is willing to do which is really a shame i will remind you that uh, we continue to do all sorts of stuff on social media the jeff Cat show on facebook and uh, jeff Cat show over on well, now it's officially X. I don't know. I mean, it's X. I can't find Twitter. Uh, Craig Peterson is uh, is my guy once a week to let us know what's going on in terms of uh, technology and advancements in the interwebs and the Twitter that used to be Twitter. Craig, good afternoon, my friend.
4: Yeah, Twitter that isn't Twitter. That's Twitter. It's, yeah, this whole X thing's an interesting problem because what what do you do when your competition has grabbed? Pretty much all of the trademark stuff you'd like to have is Twitter. Because Elon Musk wants to expand this, turn it into a real business. He actually wants it to be able to do commerce, to compete with Amazon. And he wants it to be like Facebook and YouTube, where you're sitting there watching videos and going back and forth and conversing. And so he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. So what do I do? Well, he gives birth to X. And by the way, that goes against Apple's standards for the App Store because you have to have at least a two-letter name for your app. So, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff to work out yet.
1: Wow. I didn't know you had to have a minimum two letters for Apple. See, I told you there was a problem with that
4: Apple stuff. <laughs> yeah, Yeah no kidding it's, uh, i guess there is isn't there yeah, but it, yeah. he's got, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens you know he's lost a lot of advertisers because of the whole wokeness that's yep. behind so many people over there and that will, of course caused revenue problems but then he fired thousands of people that weren't obviously doing much for a job yep. and uh, it's it's really something to see that he's he's an entrepreneur He's treating this like an entrepreneurial company, Jeff, where you have to change directions quickly and fail fast. That's the term that you have. Mm -hmm. And yet it's been a public company and people expect it to behave a certain way. And I I don't know. He he just he's going to treat it like his own little pet and try and make it into something that's really worthwhile.
1: Well, you know, you point out that he has designs on this, and he's always had designs for something like this. You know, the the Mm -hmm. Commerce Center, it's going to be the Amazon, it's going to be the Facebook products, it's going to be the Twitter products, it's all all going to be one-stop, which I think is brilliant if he's able to do it.
4: Yeah, it is. There is an app that is in China that has kind of everything weaved into it. And that really seems to be what he's aiming at. And you could do that with X. You know, it came with a user base. It's still being used a lot. Some of the people in the media are using it. have been for years, right? You and I both have Twitter accounts. And we go online to try and figure out what it is that, uh, you know, is being talked about and what people are interested in and engage in a conversation. But many of those far left wingers have left there's still a whole lot of trolls out there, but I, I found Twitter to be a better place than it used to be. So he's, he's done something right there. Oh, I'm
1: with you. The fact that the, uh, the Uber leftists uh, fled, I guess they went to, uh, to threads or whatever that is. uh, And, Mm -hmm. you know, they can have it. I'm I'm sticking with uh, with X, and uh, because yeah. I, because I have a droid, I don't have any problem with the app. But anyway, let's <laughs> let's let's not beat up on my droid this week. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, artificial intelligence and Chat GPT. Because in your newsletter this week, my friend, uh, you you've got some stuff from the uh, the creator of Chat GPT, who's telling everybody. Yeah it's not really necessarily going to be good for people and and workers.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, Again, this kind of reminds me a lot of the internal combustion engine. You know, New York City had a serious problem with all of the horse excrement. that was all over the streets. They had all kinds of places for horses to be boarded and everything else going on. Huge, huge industry just to support the horses that were used to cool carts, bring people around. And uh, they. that's why the Teamsters Union had formed. And then, of course, in comes the internal combustion engine. And what happens then? Well, that internal combustion engine takes away all of those jobs. And all of those jobs, uh, we're talking about a huge percentage of people. So what do they do now? Well, the Teamsters Union knew exactly what would happen. They'd all lose their jobs. So let's just make a union and we'll continue to call it Teamsters But we're going to switch it. We're not going to be doing horse and wagons anymore. Uh, So so they managed to adjust and bring themselves to today where they're they're still here, right? Uh, So different people in that union than there were then, obviously. And now we're looking at the same thing. Almost everybody's job is going to change. I was visiting with my brother and uh, brothers-in-law and some others here over the weekend, and my brother is high up in one of these, uh, you know big five firms, accounting type firms, okay. and uh, in fact, he's an executive director over there, and I have another brother who's an executive director, in another one of those types of firms. Oh, wow. And we, we were talking about, okay, so what's happened to ChatGPT? Everybody's looking at it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying it, and they're not sure what to do about it right now. And I said, well, listen, both of you guys are going to lose your your businesses because so much of what you do as accountants, as auditors going into businesses is 90-something percent the same every time. That means it's something that can be automated. And as the large language models improve and they're improving, it's incredibly fast now. We're, We're seeing major upgrades every few weeks now, six to eight weeks. Uh, your business is going to be gone. So what are you going to do about it? And and they said, well, basically we're scratching our heads because you can't really use it now. It doesn't give good answers. But, you know, it'll reach a tipping point, as Gladwell calls it.
1: Yes yet yeah. wow. Alright well I I I don't know. I I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you exactly when we have reached the tipping point and you know then with uh, with alacrity and uh, dedication I'll address it then. I'll just keep kicking the can at the moment but uh Craig Instagram confuses me. Now uh, I am not as active on IG as many other people are. And it seems to me like a lot of people really have shifted all of their activity away from the Facebooks, away from the Xs and all the rest of it to Instagram. But I'm reading your, your, your newsletter today. There is, to put it mildly, a, how do you describe it? A dark underbelly of Instagram. Mm.
4: Yeah, this is, this is really sad. Uh, Many people have switched Instagram, as you said, right? Yeah. Uh, Facebook is for old people who call it "Buff Facebook," right? Um, <laughs> who've been around for, kicking for a while. But you know, you remember this whole thing that there was accusations that the Clintons and others had this this pedophile ring on in yep. some pizza parlor in Washington yep. or something. Yep. Well, as it turns out, what what's happening here on Instagram is. These people, pedophiles, are using code words in order to reach out to each other and to trade some of this horrific material. And guess what? Pizza refers to what pedophiles uh, want, which is, uh, unfortunately, our children. And the toppings on the pizza tell them what type of a child they want, how old, what sex that person, that kid should be, et cetera. Um, it menus that they have, literally called menus, just like that pizza joint that alleged in Washington, D.C. And it, it's it's I, I don't even want to get into all of this stuff, yeah, but yeah. it's serious child sexual abuse material. So we as parents now, we've got to worry about this. And there is something you can do. Just like my newsletter this week, Jeff, yep. it tells you what to do with your Android. OK, <laughs> um, how to clean it up. But what you can do now, there's something called mobile device management. And it's a technology that was introduced a few years back. We use it for our clients. We use something called Mass360 for businesses, right? Uh, And that lets us keep complete control over laptops, desktops, mobile phones, you name it. There are various types of mobile device managers for families, for you as a parent. Mm. And what you can do, Jeff, is you download this onto the device and now oh, what apps that your kid has access to. And uh, you can put time limits on it and all kinds of things. Any messages that the kid gets or sends, those messages can go straight to you. Uh, You can control all of this, monitor it, it'll take screenshots. You have to do this now you know if they're under 18 particularly if they're a lot under 18 they are at risk big time and it, it's our responsibility to get one of these apps you can find a lot of them they're available for Android for iPhones for Windows for Mac OS but we've got to take that responsibility so
1: I completely and totally agree with you obviously Craig are you the only one who's aware of this is there not somebody at Instagram who reads your newsletter and says huh we made do something
4: about these pizza sites yeah well that's a really good question because they they kind of have a, a number of people out there have been complaining that Instagram has not been doing anywhere near enough okay. but I, again they people are using various acronyms you know they'll say mad mad and they'll they'll talk about about as we mentioned pizza right um so how do you write code on insta or anywhere else that recognizes this constantly changing vocabulary you you almost can't right so with the U.S. lawmakers are now trying to push this, you know, going to Meta saying, hey, you got to clean up your Insta app and mm-hmm. the act and see what's happening. Uh, there's some lawsuits that are kind of coming out here. They're trying to push them to do, quote, the right thing, unquote, right? Yeah. But it, it's a, it's a real, real problem. Zuckerberg and company are not keeping track. They could do more but you know, as somebody that's been in this business for a long time, I I can feel for them. This is a hard thing to get under control. Now, I should point out too, that if you see this type of activity, there is a website that you can go to and it's set up by the federal government. It's called IC3.gov. This is the Internet Crime Complaint Center. So heaven forbid, Something like this happens, you see it, and maybe it's something else. Maybe it's one of these pieces of phishing emails that uh, maybe your your mom and dad succumbed to. Happened to my dad. Uh, oh, just go to ic3.gov. But, yeah, the, the, frankly, the these companies that provide the smartphones, because, face it, kids don't want computers. They, they want to play video right. games. and They want right. the smartphones. Right. Really should have more of this built in, Apple has some good stuff built in. Android has some stuff. But you've really got to get these third-party software packages.
1: Okay. Uh, I am way over time, but I want you to tell everybody exactly where they can go to uh, sign up for your uh, your newsletter, my friend.
4: Craigpeterson.com. Craigpeterson.com slash subscribe.
1: All right, we'll do it. Uh, we'll get everybody over there, Craig. I appreciate you being here. That is my buddy, Craig Peterson. Every Tuesday, he joins us. We talk a little bit about this. If you do have younger kids, you've got to be aware. And now this whole new uh, language and uh, the, the, I don't know operation on Insta, which is is really throwing a lot of people into a dangerous place. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz News Radio W R V A It is a Tuesday afternoon coming up at 5:35 uh, City Council member Riva Trammel from the uh, city of Richmond represents the uh, 8th district on the south side they're going to get another chance for a casino I, I I don't know which way it'll go but I think it's it's interesting so I'm looking forward to chatting with uh, Riva Trammel we'll do that at 5:35 there's the uh, Rocket launch that's happening tonight. Now, you know who is totally into space stuff and rocket stuff is my buddy John Reed. Oh, my gosh. he Seriously, he is all about that. And I, I can guarantee you that this evening at uh, 831, which is when the uh, rocket is scheduled to lift off from Wallops Island, John will be outside looking for it. Guaranteed. I will bet you all the money that you have in your pocket, because, well, my pockets are empty. But I'm telling you, he will be watching. And you know what? Heidi said we ought to be able to see it up here in Hanover County. I'm looking at a news story. Uh, My buddy uh, Harry Hurley is the king of New Jersey talk radio. He's based in Atlantic City. He was with us a couple of weeks ago. Great, great guy. Uh, And uh, he's going to be able to see it, because I see a news story that says it's going to be visible in Atlantic City. As well. So I would get out there again. Scheduled to take off at 831 from Wallops Island. I've got a note here from Governor Glenn Youngkin. I guess he's going to be in attendance at the rocket launch. So pretty cool stuff. A couple of years back, if I recall correctly, uh, John did uh, one of his read on the road shows. You know, on Fridays, oftentimes John will just go out. And I think he notifies people that he's coming. It's not like a 60 minutes uh Thing. He, he tells them he's coming, but he'll be out there on a Friday morning for read on the road. I think Wall- Wallops Island was one of those, as memory uh, serves. So I don't know about you. I'll be tuned in tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And even though at the moment nobody has to get up early in the house, we're still getting up early enough to listen to John. And it's always a package deal as far as I'm concerned. I give you this piece of advice. You want to be there right at 6 a.m. Because Gary Hess does an absolutely stellar job of presenting the news properly, no bias on his part, just a good, solid guy. So you listen to Gary right at six, and then it flows effortlessly into my friend John Reed's program, and it's it's just like a great, great package. Yeah. Oh, and I've got some tickets for you to go and see uh, an Abba. Tribute band that's going to be in Doswell. Oh, very cool! I'll I'll do that just a couple of minutes from now. Stay close. It's four fifty-seven. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Five oh five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It. Is Tuesday. I know, it's getting all wound up, man, like it was Friday. Break out the self-high five. It's Tuesday. What can I tell you? I have to give you a heads up not to be nervous, don't get upset, don't be distraught. I shall not be here Thursday. Just an FYI. Not anything big or 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 onerous or disastrous it's it's doctor's appointment and afternoon was the time that was available so i just want you to know that's all you know and in the recent history with poor tucker carlson getting whacked like he was an extra in goodfellas man people are saying yeah i boy somebody's not there i don't i don't know what the heck's going on right so uh... we're not getting tuckered uh... i'm just giving the heads up now okay so it shan't be a surprise Thursday. now what might be a surprise because it was kind of a surprise to me heidi and i because we're like the parents of the year it's it's incredible I, how these three children have gotten to this age and in relatively good condition absolutely beyond us uh, joe has to go to college <laughs> And there's there's like a whole stack of paperwork, and and you have to understand my son Joe, and make no mistake, I love my son Joe, I really do. I I love Joey to bits. Joey is Joe is not the he's not the most organized kid around. That's all. I, I I'm just I'm just being honest. I, I yeah, you know, he's not. And so there's there's all this stuff that has to be done, and of course it had to be done last month. So who gets it, Dad? Right, Dad. Who? I can't do anything right. There's sometimes I I look around and I think it's it's like being on a sitcom. I'm always the butt of the jokes. I can never get anything done. But but somehow when it comes time to sweet talking somebody in the bureaucratic. Uh, hierarchy at a college. Well, that that falls to me. So I got to handle that. But the other important part of this is, I mean, he literally has to get to college, and you're not allowed to own a car, and it doesn't matter because he doesn't have his license. I think one of the things that happened with him, he has so many friends that have licenses. He wasn't necessarily in a rush to get it, and quite frankly, since I'm not paying car insurance for him, I wasn't exactly in a rush for him to get it. But he's got to get to uh, New York, to Ithaca, New York. So Heidi and I are looking at each other, and we realize, oh yeah, that's two weeks from now? It's two weeks from now, so... Uh, there will be a couple of days. I'm giving everybody the heads up right here, right now. There will be a few days. I think it's going to be the third week of August, guys, where, where I'm not going to be here. And I'll do my best to wrangle in some quality folks. But uh, yeah, I've got to drive uh, my son seven, eight hours north to the, uh, to the hinterlands of New York State. Because apparently his early life living in uh, the Boston, Massachusetts area did not provide enough snow or ice or or freezing temperatures. Here's the weird thing. When we lived in New England, yeah, we lived there a long time. Out of the entire Katz family, the one that complained the most about the snow, the ice, the the cold temperatures, Joe. Every day we'd get into the minivan, we'd drive to school, he would say, oh, we should just move to Bubby's house. We should, we, 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 should, we should move to Florida tomorrow. Let's move to Florida, which is uh, done. And so how he chose Ithaca is absolutely beyond me. I have no idea. I really, honest to goodness, don't. And I, I was asked earlier today, I'm having lunch over at Jake's Place, 511 Thompson Street, in the middle of Ashland, about a mile or so down from the train tracks. And I'm sitting there at the, the Jeff Katz table in the Jeff cat's section, and uh, both of us actually had the Jeff Cat sandwich. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and uh, my, my lunch companion said, well, were there any other colleges that he applied to? And because, again, I am the father of the year, I said, yeah, <laughs> and I stopped there. Now, you know, what was expected, of course, is that I would continue with the list of other colleges, but because they've now all escaped my mind, I I couldn't. But he, I don't know. So he picked Ithaca. A couple of weeks ago, we're sitting on the deck, and it's 80-some-odd degrees here. And just for giggles, I I pull up the weather in Ithaca, New York. You know what it was in June? Widespread frost. Widespread frost frost in June in Ithaca and I said to him and I, and I mean this I said Joe I'm going to drive you up there because I may not really be the father of the year but I, I've got the obligation I'll drive you up there I'm dropping you off in August if necessary I'll pick you up in the springtime or the summer when the thaw has arrived but I'm not doing this sort of weather anymore I am so over that after a lifetime of uh, dealing with that so, yeah, so I'm just giving everyone the heads up. Anybody who might be listening, my uh, my producer, Jeremy, my uh, my boss, Zach, my co-worker, John. Yeah, uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have to take a few days off and uh, uh, drive north for seven hours and, and, and drop him off at school. Okay. You know that Heidi and I love the uh, Atlantic Union Bank After Hours Concert Series. We're there all the time, and that's my buddy Matt Krieger. I think Matt's going to be with us soon. I don't know exactly when, but they've got some great concerts still to go. Oh, my gosh. you got Willie Nelson coming in. Can't wait for that. I'm really, really excited about that. Heidi and I actually have back-to-back concert evenings. Now, she is the live music fanatic. I like live music. Make no mistake about it, but she loves it. So we got... Two concerts back-to-back. We've got Lyle Lovett and then uh, Willie Nelson. Meadow Event Park is where you will find Atlantic Union Bank after hours. They've got ABBA, the concert, coming on August the 10th. Now, this is a great, great performance. You can call it a tribute band if you'd like, but it is just to the nth degree. These are the folks that uh, could be ABBA today. Now, I've got, what have I got, a pair of tickets, right? I've got to make it super easy for you, especially since I just shared with you what a what an absolutely miserable excuse for a father I am. So I, I don't want anybody else to have to jump through any hoops. How about caller number 11? We'll do it nice and easy. 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. Caller number eleven. Jeremy will happily take your call, get your information, and then you will have a pair of tickets for ABBA, the concert. It's August the 10th, Meadow Event Park in Doswell. Beautiful, beautiful facility. 833 804 1140, caller number 11. 513, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hmm? Uh, here's how you can join me. Uh, we- had a couple of, uh, you know, a little wire got crossed there, but that's okay. I do want you to join me. It's April 2024 that uh, we are doing this incredible adventure. It's all about luxury, uh, and it is all about being on Omaha Beach to uh, engage in this private ceremony for the 80th anniversary of D-Day. So here's how you do this. You reach out to Cruise and Tour. It's an incredible company. As I mentioned to you, they only work with conservative talk show hosts around America. And you have to be in the uh, the the top 50 talk radio personality strata, if you will, which is a really cool place to be. So I'd love for you to come with me. 800-383-3131. 800-383-3131. Uh, Deanna and Charlie are the the owners of the company. You might very well speak with them. They've got a a real close-knit boutique customer service operation. So let me give you the number again. 800-383-3131. 800-383-3131. The deal, I hate to use the word deal, but I mean it is. Look, I love a good deal. So at the moment, and I'm going to find out from Charlie how long this is going to last. It's, it's, it's got to be winding up in the next day or two. But you can take $1,000 off per couple. And in addition to that, every single person is going to get a $100 shipboard credit. And when I tell you everything is included, I mean everything from the uh, transfers to and from the airport, uh, the airfare, all of your meals, all the wine, all the, the beverages, it's just everything. Everything, everything. Gratuities, taxes, yada, 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 yada. Uh, just done and dusted. 800-383-3131. trip.com All right, let me take a moment here before we head on over to uh, City Council Member Riva Trammel and uh, share a little a little sound with you. Space... Force. Space force is not moving to Alabama, but more importantly, the military is paying for abortions. Does that make sense to you? It didn't make sense to me either. It is CNN, so that perhaps explains it. Cut number one.
6: You know, we had previously heard from U.S. officials that they had concerns about those policies in Alabama and what it would mean for service members there if Space Command was moved to Huntsville. I mean, do you believe that the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the state's abortion policy played a role in this decision?
5: Well, I hope not, because if it did, then we know that's clearly politics, because I I hope that we're not deciding where our military bases in this country is going to be located is based on the political Landscape of the particular state. So, uh, obviously, uh, Alabama did, like many other states, pass some uh, abortion laws as as under the uh, Dobbs decision they could. But I, I don't want to. I don't want us to go down a road of where we're making military decisions based on politics, and that's what this looks like, and that's why we're very concerned. And as the Alabama delegation, we're going to do everything we can to try to, uh, you know, find out where the problem is, and uh, you know, we'll we'll be meeting together probably very soon and discussing how we can move forward with this well, and
6: congressman if you don't think that pol- pol- politics should play a role in, in military decisions does that mean you disagree with what senator tuberville is doing right now by holding up military nominations because he doesn't like the pentagon's abortion policy
5: well you've got to remember it never was the policy of the pentagon that you pay the abortion was always was never on the table and so the biden administration brought politics into the mix and that's why tuberville tuberville has been uh responding the way he has uh, he is pushing back with the administration and saying, you know, let's not play politics with this. And so they were the ones that started it. If he, if he had never put uh, the policy in where they pay for abor- travel on abortions, then this issue would never come up.
6: But they're not paying for uh, abortions. They're paying for service members to be the able travel. to travel. To travel. So they're not directly paying for abortions. They say they're doing that because if a service member, you know, they don't get to decide where they're stationed. If they're stationed in Alabama, they have no choice but to have to travel to, to make that decision.
5: Well, the bottom line is the taxpayer dollars are going toward abortion. And, you know, uh, Caitlin, you know, there's a lot of people in this country, including myself, that just doesn't feel comfortable that taxpayer dollars are going toward uh, any way, directly or indirectly, toward abortion. And that's what this is all about.
1: That is what it's all about. I I understand that there are people who like to play politics with this. I mean, we we start with the the language. I've warned you about this. You control the language. You control the story, right? So, first, it was infanticide, because that's actually what it is. And then it became abortion. Then it became, uh, what was Oh, reproductive rights. And now, of course, the language has been uh, changed and skewed and twisted. Uh, it's now referred to as women's health care. They're all misnomers except for infanticide. That's what it is. You can tell me that you're not supporting that. But if you're using taxpayer dollars, it is support of it. And it really is that simple. We have now allowed the Biden administration to so politicize the military that it's almost unrecognizable. It's one of the reasons it is absolutely essential that this doofus not be returned to the Oval Office. Because with four more years of this clown, you just won't even recognize the country, period. What about a casino in Richmond? Well, my friend Reva Trammell, city council member for the 8th District, that's the south side of Richmond, is going to be with us at 535 to talk about the new vote on the casino. 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Thirty-six, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. So, from Fox News, Fox News is reporting, in fact, that uh, former President Trump has been indicted on charges out of the uh, Special Counsel probe. Uh, former President Trump also uh, threw a spokesflack, and perhaps uh, perhaps himself online. Nope, nope, strictly spokesflack. Uh, speaking with Fox News. Uh, confirming that uh, he has been indicted. And everybody seems to agree it's it's an awful lot like uh, election interference. I mean, it just feels like election interference anyway way you slice it. So those are all the details that I have right now. Again, it's 10 minutes ago from Fox News. Uh, former President Donald Trump indicted on charges out of the special counsel probe. Uh, second federal indictment that uh, former President Trump faces out of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation all right so that's the uh that's the actual uh, set of details there from fox news as we get more obviously we will uh we will share it we'll talk about it and we will uh hopefully try and figure it all out Uh, there's a second bite of the casino apple voters in the city of richmond have voted down a casino before but now it's back and it's a little bit different, and my friend City Council member Reva Trammell is joining us to talk a little bit about it. Reva, good evening.
3: Good evening, Jeff. How are you?
1: I am doing well. So I, uh, number one, I'm happy that you're here. I want you to tell me all about it. You have got the second opportunity for a casino. Tell, tell
3: me and about it. And I am so happy. I'm I so know, happy. I know you and are. The citizens- and the citizens that I represent, they are jumping up and down for joy. Right now, I'm on my way to the Hopskin Lodge because I've got to be there by 6 o'clock to meet the mayor and the police chief for the big kickoff for our National Night Art. Right. Then I have eight more to go to tonight. But I want, and I'm going to be talking about the casino. And also, we got to realize that this is not a casino, this is going to be a resort. We're going to have restaurants, we're going to have entertainment, and also jobs, jobs, jobs. And we're going to have a 55-acre park that we can have night concerts. We can have all kinds of events. You know, there are so many times I, you know, I'm upset because we have, you know, Forest Hill Park, Maymart Park, stuff like that, that everybody goes to and they have different things. I don't have anything like that in my district, but with this 55-acre park, I can have stuff like that. And you know what, Jeff, I wish people would mind their own business. I wish they would come in my district and look and see when we give out school supplies, we give out food, we give out clothes to the, you know, to the unfortunate ones that don't have money and don't have stuff. You know, why don't they come and, and, you know, walk my district, ride my district, stop being afraid. Come over here.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And stop telling me what I need to do, because my people voted for this. And you know what? This time it's going to be on the front of the ballot. It ain't going to be on the back. It's going to be on the front. Now and I've got other people. And you know what? I've got other people in other districts that are calling me now because they realize it's going to be in the 8th district, not in the 2nd district, not in the 4th right. district. They say, we wish, we wish we had known this sooner. And also, we wish we had known that it's not going to cost the taxpayers not one penny. They're gonna pay for it. And also Churchill Downs is involved in it.
1: Well, that's what I wanna I I I wanna talk a little bit about who is and is not involved because I, I'm told now Colonial Downs is involved in it last time. It was strictly uh, Urban One that was involved in it. And and what's different about the measure this time?
3: The message. The message is gonna be clear. That it's not gonna cost the taxpayers any, any money. And it's also going to bring in all these jobs. We can reduce the real estate tax, bring in money for the schools, for our children. I don't even have a high school in my district. And, Jeff, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about that. And we yeah. have people that want these jobs that are begging me and, and, and calling me, telling me they're so happy that I didn't give up. I kept fighting for this. Plus, the mayor's on board. And all the council members, maybe, well, maybe not one, but the <laughs> eight of us are involved in it, that we want this. Okay okay and I, I why, want to not? Remind- why not why not why oh, not
1: yeah and, and this is about just so we're all very clear certainly from your perspective perspective from the perspectives of uh, uh, of the 8th district I mean this is about creating jobs and opportunities for jobs correct
3: and not only that Jeff good paying jobs with benefits that my people want they want. they don't some of them don't have no insurance no total insurance no nothing no profit sharing This Mm -hmm. is gonna bring all of that. And why not? Other districts have it. Right. You know, and I represent some of the poorest of the poor. You know, when it comes to trying to find a job that, you know, they don't have the education to get it. Now they will. They'll be able to get some more education and get a good paying job with benefits. Thirteen hundred plus. Tell me,
1: uh, Reva, when the actual vote will take place.
3: It starts, I think, September the twenty-second. We're going to do early voting. Right now, the mayor's on board with me. We're fighting to, to get the Hickory Hill Community Center opened up for early voting. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have that right now. Right now, the only place you can go is going to be Laburnum. And my people, look at the price of gas right now. My people don't want to go to Laburnum. They want to go to Hickory Hill, where we have bus transportation there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, why not? Why not have three locations for early voting? All right. And I so, think they got a special meeting this Friday in reference to it. But my people writing letters and calling the, you know, the members of the General Assembly and say, please, let us have Hickory Hill as our early voting precinct.
1: hmm. Do you see uh, Colonial Downs and Urban One once again stepping up with, with with advertising money or are they just all left it to you?
3: It's not Colonial Downs. It's Churchill Downs. Churchill uh, Churchill. Well,
1: Churchill Downs yes. bought Colonial Downs. Yeah, that's why I say yes.
3: Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, I think right, that right now you want to know something. The the mayor, the Lincoln Saunders, and his staff and his and his people are meeting, even on a Saturday and a Sunday, with Churchill Downs and with others, in in reference to make sure that we get the message out there clear. Mm hmm. And that it is going to be in the 8th District. And I am for it because my people are for it. The majority, 85%, voted for it in 2021. And I'm not stopped fighting for this. Why should I?
1: Well, no, I'm not. I, listen, Reba, you know? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> faulting you. And I, I know you have been uh, a passionate supporter. But it's not just people in, in District 8, right? The uh, residents of the entire city of Richmond will get to vote on this.
3: Jeff, thank you for bringing that up, because you want to know something? I've had calls from people asking, can we vote for this? Yes, it's citywide. On September the 22nd, I believe that's the first day of early voting. Yes, everybody will get an opportunity to vote for this again, if you live in the city of Richmond. Because I've had people in Chesterfield say, how can I help you? I know Mm -hmm. we can't vote for it, but how can we help you? If you know people in the city, call me. I'll go to them. I'll go to other districts. I don't care. I need. Nice. I want to go to other districts and get the word to them that it's in the eighth district, not Walmsley, Boulevard, not Walmsley Boulevard. It's over there by the Philip Morris Credit Union. Mm-hmm. You can get there through Bells Road, Commerce Road, ninety-five, and it's going to be beautiful. Jeff, and like I said, it's something that my district has lacked for years and years. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Entertainment, restaurants. Yeah.
1: Well, listen. I'm excited. I want to have you back as Thank we get a little you. bit closer to the uh, to the election. I want to analyze this with you. And I, I do me a favor. Would you reach out to uh, to the folks at Churchill Downs and Urban One? I'd love to get them on to uh, okay. uh, talk about what some of their plans are as well. I, I I think it's vital that people really know what is involved with this and and understand the potential there again for jobs, skills training, benefits. Yeah. There are some real there's some real upsides.
3: And not only that, Jeff, we've got to make sure that people know that it's not going to cost the taxpayers one penny. They're mm-hmm. going to pay for that. Also, it could help lower the real estate tax, too. All Definitely. Right. Yes. Fair
1: enough. Reba, I know Thank you got you. a million things to get to, so you go and do that, <laughs> and we will <laughs> we will talk again <laughs> soon. That's uh, it's my friend Reba Trammell, who is the... Thank uh, you, City Jeff. Cat- Thank, Thank you, you, my friend. The uh, city council Thank member you. from the 8th District, Southside. So it's going to be on the ballot, September the 22nd, Reva said. People in the city of Richmond will have the opportunity to vote yay or nay on the idea of a casino. Remember now, it's uh, it's not just Urban 1, which is how it was last time. They were 100%. Uh, the folks running it and owning it and everything else, it's now apparently going to be a 50-50 proposition with uh, that company as well as I keep saying Colonial Downs because Churchill Downs bought Colonial Downs but Churchill Downs so it's going to be an interesting situation they're going to be people who are simply opposed to it because it's gambling and gambling is always wrong I get that but uh, having lived in a, a couple of different places where there was legalized gaming, uh, I know it's an industry. I know it's heavily regulated. And quite frankly, I know there are some really, really good jobs that could come out of that. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 551, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Former President Donald Trump has been indicted again by this uh, special counsel, Jack Smith. And uh, when we talk about Jack Smith, please pay uh, very close attention to his wife and who she may or may not work for and who they do or do not support. Gang, this is truly now venturing into third world banana republic nonsense. I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. I don't, I don't care how passionate you were about voting for someone else. And there are lots of people in that regard. This is not what the United States of America and our Department of Justice does. I find it fascinating, absolutely fascinating, that the Department of Justice was attempting to fast-track a prison term for Hunter Biden's business partner, this Devin Archer, right? He he has not gone to federal prison for years. They've been negotiating and doing this and doing that. But all of a sudden, when it becomes clear, he's going to be testifying on a Monday. Oh, we got to move him out on a Sunday. What about this? You don't like Donald Trump? I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily like everything about Donald Trump. In fact, there's a lot of things about Donald Trump that I don't particularly care for. But I don't believe for a second that the charges against Donald Trump would have occurred were he not running for president and winning in all the polls in the Republican primary and Defeating Joe Biden in the polls for the general election. This is all connected. And I think it's ugly and I think it's wrong. And, and quite frankly, I, I think it's just thoroughly dishonorable and disingenuous. There is no doubt in my mind as I sit here that Joe Biden, his son, are as dirty as they get. I think the Biden family is, the, is, the, is a collection of the dirtiest players in the game. Apologies to Ric Flair. But I look at them and I'm thinking that's La Josa Nostra right there. And the more that we learn about them, whoa, well, now we're going to have more uh, prosecutions, more indictments, more attacks against Donald Trump. Let me ask you a question. I want you to think about this seriously. If Donald Trump, after losing the last election, had said, well, you know what, gang? I own about a hundred different golf courses all over the world I'm gonna spend the rest of my life traveling from golf course to golf course and I'm gonna play golf every day on one of my courses that's what I'm gonna do for the next couple of years you think he would have been charged with anything do you think if Donald Trump would have stood up and said well okay uh, not president huh well You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to one of my hundred different mansions around the world and just sit and look at the ocean, read a good book, binge watch something on Netflix. Hang out with my wife, who, by the way, is a supermodel and you'll never hear from me again. You think they would have brought any charges? You think there would have been any indictments? You think there would have been any special counsel investigations? because I don't I don't I think unfortunately that Merrick Garland really is the most political Attorney General that this nation has seen since John Mitchell I think this is all about some degree of Biden operations and it's not really related to anything else and I think it's a bad time I think it's a terrible thing to do, and you know, you you hit fifty, and you say, you start saying, "Whoa, I remember when," and I remember when. Well, I can say I remember when that this sort of stuff didn't happen. I I, I don't know where we go from here. Obviously, you and I will be talking about it tomorrow. I can guarantee you that John Reed will be talking about it first thing tomorrow morning. And I, if I'm you, I would not be late. I would get there right at 6 a.m. So you get the uh, the full news story from Gary Hess with all the details, and then get ready for a very, very interesting and exciting show with my friend John. All right, please, please make sure that you are here for that. And uh, God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at three. Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA.
0: and Viacom